Welcome back. This is your host, Andrew Petcash. As always, really appreciate you tuning in. It means a lot. We are approaching month six of me doing this. It's uh, it's fun. It's definitely like anything, you know, discipline, consistency go a long way. Um, it's fun. Met a lot of really cool people. Like, for example, this past week, spoke with uh, the owner of, an, of a pro hockey team, a professional athlete, and then the business partner of a professional athlete that's made over $300 million in his career. So just going to keep going at it. Um, makes me laugh. Have seen some other people try to start putting out similar stuff to what I do here on Sunday. Um, but, you know, we are all our own unique selves. So uh, I view that as the differentiation. But anyway, as you're probably listening to this, if you are on Sunday morning when I release it, I'm uh, probably right now either swimming a mile, biking 25, or running six uh, in my version of fun, um, maybe torture for you, uh, doing a triathlon. Um, so excited to kind of get that over with, but also, you know, take it for what it is. It's a good challenge and it's been fun training for it, etc. But uh, anyway, going to be releasing a bunch of new stuff, probably start of October. Um, I was going to release it this upcoming week but decided uh, that I want to roll that out um, in the 10th month of the year. But anyway, let's get right to it. The feel-good sports stories of the week, always starting with some some gratitude and uh, just some feel-goods before we kind of get into the, the meat and bones of the true world of capitalism and sports business and uh, what it really is. But anyway, since launching in 2019, Steph and Aisha Curry's Eat, Learn, Play their uh, little foundation. It's helped donate uh, 25 million meals, 4 million pounds of groceries, 150 uh, little town libraries, 300,000 books, and a handful of remodeled basketball courts and gyms. And this is all mostly throughout the Oakland community. So uh, report also this week um, that we'll just throw in now, but Steph looking to sign a $1 billion lifetime deal with Under Armour, similar to what Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, LeBron James have with Nike. But uh, as you can see, giving back, doing a bunch of cool stuff. Love to see that. And uh, speaking of another basketball great, Michael Jordan, he uh, there was, he was 498,000 students um, across 640 high schools in the U.S. that now have access to his personal finance course um, thanks to a uh, – a grant and nonprofit uh, NGPF um, through Michael Jordan, uh, giving more finance to all these kids. So that's great. I'm uh, even going to be putting, I, I'm centered around the business of athletes and then a lot of sports startup stuff, um, as you're aware. Uh, but I am going to start throwing in a few. I've done it a little bit here and there. Just It helps everyone, just to, whether you're refreshing or you're learning. Um, and I'll throw in a little more advanced stuff, like in the post today, broke down uh, kind of like software as a service, um, platform as a service, etc. Uh, just wanted to kind of show you just we're learning. We're learning together, right? But uh, anyway, let's hop right over to the business of athletes, which includes their investments for the most part and any kind of ventures. Starting off, we have Pau Gasol. He's a uh, pretty famous basketball player from Spain. He played with Kobe and the Lakers, won some championships there. He, uh, he's made a bunch of sports investments, but what's interesting is this past week, he is now an investor and also an ambassador, the two 
usually go hand in hand when you involve athletes or celebrities, entertainers, etc. And uh, in the flower marketplace, Colvin, they're a Barcelona-based company. They're kind of spreading out now. They've raised decent, fair chunk of change um, to grow. But uh, yeah, the the flower business, um, which I didn't know before, but started doing some research into after seeing Pal getting involved. It's a it's a very lucrative, big business, high margins, and one that's actually not like it's not easy to perfect. Um, so a lot of like delivery stuff, right? Uh, if you're familiar with edible arrangements, kind of similar, but just think flowers and in Europe. We also had Arena Club. It's a, a new sports card collecting platform, and it's uh, it was it was co-founded by Derek Jeter, and uh, they're they're launching. They finally went live this past week. Basically, you can have your own uh, showroom, and you can buy, sell, trade, display your cards, and uh, yeah, Derek Jeter is involved, so that's why you're hearing about it. But certainly interesting. I think the whole collecting world has grown, and uh, obviously NFTs. I'm sure we'll we'll be played into that as well. Cool one. I, I actually really like this one. Um, I actually did use it a little bit at Boston University as well when it was just coming out of MIT. So we got kind of like the first models and uh, it didn't work great at the time, but just seeing where they are now, I'm sure it's gotten so much better and really works. And that is Perch. It's a weightlifting camera and data company. They raised a new $4 million funding round. And uh, it includes an investment from Miami Dolphins cornerback Byron Jones. And uh, it, it's super cool. Like you put it on the top of a weight rack lifting and it like views down at you and it can show you like velocity. Um, it, it's pretty impressive, honestly. Uh, it didn't like it, it would mess up a few things when we had it, but that was also like right when it was first founded. Uh, so I'm sure it's come a long way since they have a ton of deals with colleges, pro sports teams, um, gyms and uh, the whole nine yards. So cool to see that there. And then also a very normal type of uh, investment partnership ambassador thing we see from athletes is with supplement or nutrition companies, which is what we saw in the $6.5 million Series A round of Momentus. They, uh, they got athlete investors from the NBA, which are Drew Holiday and Al Horford. They got the NFL in Kyle Rudolph, Nadamik and Sue, and Luke Keekley. And then also, uh, which I wouldn't really care too much about, but I definitely do now that I'm all involved, is they have uh, some some triathletes as well. Um, Ironman champion Lucy Charles Barclay and uh, Jerron Thomas, and also a world tour cyclist Cam Worth. Uh, and actually, Boston Marathon winner Des Linden. So you can see a whole wide range of very well-known athletes to uh, to more niche-based but well-known in their particular expertise. So cool to see that there. Very typical, um, as I'm sure you're aware, to see like nutrition supplement companies get athlete investors, which is why you see a ton of that. And then you only see like one in uh, in the flower company, which was Pal Gasol. And then uh, Chris Ball, he's a basketball player you may know for the Phoenix Suns. He went vegan in 2019 and... He's been a big advocate for it. I invested in a bunch of companies that are either plant-based or just really, really like natural ingredients. Um, Koa is one of them. Uh, Beyond Meat is another. And then this past week, he joined Umaro Foods. 
They're a California-based startup, and basically they use red seaweed protein to create bacon, um, just bacon at this point. But uh, this investment is going to obviously help them go beyond that. I'm actually very curious. Like, it kind of sounds not that great, like red seaweed. Um, I'm also used to like hitting seaweed from Sam or uh, from swimming, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure they figure it out. I'm sure it's decent, but uh, you always love to see kind of the athlete, you know, not only just go vegan and make a press about it, but now get behind companies and put his own money in and move it forward. Uh, that usually is a great partnership on both ends, and not only is good financially a lot of the time, but also is just good uh, good for both of them and and their uh, public image, uh, which is one of the biggest things, right? Um, no reputation, no awareness, no sale. So they all, they all kind of tie together there. And then, uh, that was kind of it for the business of athletes. Let's head over to name, image, and likeness in college sports. Just have a few main stories from this past week. The first being, and this makes me laugh. I'll, uh, put a little side story on top of it, but Texas university, they uh, they spent $630,000 between travel, food, activities, and other amenities for football players. It says, the report says athletes, but we all know it was, it was probably at least 99% football players that visited Austin, the city of Austin, where the campus is, in, uh, in the middle of June. One of those players there was Arch Manning, um, the son of, uh, or the nephew of Eli Manning and Peyton Manning. Um, so just funny official visits, uh, for anyone that's gone through it, you'll know, if you don't know, they're a ton of fun. Uh, the, the universities, you know, they pay for everything for you to come up, but you only get five of them, five division one, uh, opportunities. I think B2 as well. I used all of mine. Um, you know, I wasn't going to leave any weekend on the table. You get to see fun schools and, you know, they give you the full, the full tour, not just in the sport, but, you know, around campus and socially and. And, you know, out at night and, and all, all the fun stuff. So no surprise there, but obviously spending over half a million dollars on, I think it was only nine players in two weekends is, uh, you know, they got them. So that's good. But it just, it just made me laugh a little bit. And, uh, it also shows you how much money these schools are willing to spend to get players. Uh, so, so that's, that's important. We also had on the flip side, you'll also see something Scott Frost, he was the head coach at Nebraska, and this was earlier in the week, so I'm sure you saw and, and read a bunch about it. I don't want to get too into it, but he received a $15 million buyout from the university, and uh, it was going to be cut in half if they had just waited literally, it's like two and a half weeks till October 1st uh, to fire him, but they didn't wait, and so now that seven and a half extra million is just out the door. They couldn't even wait three more weeks, and I think just rubs a lot of people the wrong way, especially in athletic departments. You know, there's that trainer on a very low salary that's working their butt off and the head coach, like say Frost, not using him, but sometimes this happens. Uh, you know, they're not the nicest to some of these trainers and they want all their players to play. And when the trainer's saying no, it's like, yeah, those are the people that get really mad when he just walks away with the extra seven and a half million just because they couldn't wait three weeks to fire him. Um, but, but yeah, that it is. That's College sports are a massive business, and that says and shows you everything you need to see right there. And then how could we not go a week without some live golf? But live golf times NIL slash college sports. You don't see that a ton. We saw it this week. David Pugh, 20 years old. He's at Arizona State University. 
he's decided to forego his senior year to join the Live Golf Tour. Um, and it was looking like, I mean, these are all estimates, these numbers, valuations, what college athletes can make. They're all, they're not made up, but they're, you know, you just never know. They, basically, though, the valuation said he could have made over $250,000 in his senior year from college. But obviously, I'm sure Liv's giving him a seven-figure-plus uh, salary to start, um, since that's what they do, right? Before, PGA was pretty much all prize money, and they're coming in, changed it all up. And, uh, you know, good for him. Now he's competing for a $50 million prize purse in Chicago um, and also getting paid just to play anyway. So that'll be interesting. And that's going to be a major thing for the PGA is making sure these college guys and these young up-and-comers um, don't just all go to live. But uh, that was the main stuff for college sports and name, image, and likeness. We will now head over to sports technology, sports business, mainly, ultimately, like sports startups. So let's get to it. basketball data analytics company, Cerebro Sports. They received backing from Mark Cuban, who led their pre-seed funding. Um, and this was a cool story for me to finally kind of report on one that I'm also involved in, invested as an angel several several months ago and have helped them bring on some other cool people and NBA players, etc. So cool to actually be involved one that I talk about. They uh, really cool data, especially in basketball. See, you know, hopefully get to other sports as well eventually. But uh, put what I like to call how golf has a handicap. They put that similar to basketball. So while everything, you know, we think we can see with our eyes, they kind of have this number to show you over time. Yeah, these players are consistently the best based on their numbers and, you know, stats don't lie. So very cool there. Uh, you know, congrats to the team. That's awesome. Heading over to a survey uh, by LendingTree, they asked 2,000 Americans just some questions about sports and, and this fall, and basically the results said that 41% of Americans, um, so obviously 41% of the 1,600 that were surveyed, uh, said they're going to spend money on sports this upcoming September, October, November, I guess including December in that. And uh, a lot of, most of it, 20% was on tickets for games. Merchandise was right up there with it, along with food, alcohol, and then also sports betting. And then they had a bunch of other subsidiary data. data. But basically, you know, the more income you have, the more you are planning to spend. So those with income of greater than six figures, it was around $931. And those with under 50,000 or around it was basically cut in half at 571. So uh, yeah, I mean, we all know sports, big business. Just wanted to include that. I think it's interesting just to see nearly, and based on sample size, right, this isn't every American, but nearly 50% are going to spend some money, uh, which makes sense. Um, New York Times, they bought The Athletic earlier this year, which is a sports media publication. And uh, it was all based on subscription. So, you know, you subscribe and then you get access to all their articles and stuff behind the paywall. Um, I'm sure you're familiar. It seems like every news outlet in the world, that's what they have now, which is kind of annoying, right? I'm supposed to, thought we're supposed to have access to this. But anyway, they're also bringing advertisements on top of it. So when you raise money, you have investors and you need to return money. This is uh, the type of stuff that happens. I mean, look at Netflix, same thing. You used to pay your monthly fee and uh, you get everything and now you still pay that monthly fee and you're going to get ads 
But uh, anyway, I think that kind of just leads to the Web3 argument um, of owning your data and just removing some of that. I think people are kind of sick of it a little, but as with anything, we'll see. And uh, speaking of that, Bridgestone Golf is partnering with Lynx DAO to venture into the world of Web3. And uh, essentially, they're just they're going to be giving members uh, or owners of the Lynx DAO NFT uh, discounts to their stuff, more content, ability to do cool stuff. Uh, so it's really like I say that this whole world's going to be better, but it's really just a different form of subscription and how it's labeled up. But anyway, it's going to be cool. I think the utility's there. I think we just need some more years to kind of get through it and see see what happens. I mean, Starbucks, big announcement as well, using Polygon. Uh, so like I said, just keep your eyes on it. The trend every week, there's something. So uh, you can kind of see where we're going. Um, or if you don't, you know, you might look back in five years and go, oh, yeah, it makes sense. I saw it. Uh, which is, this is part of the reason why I do this every week. Obviously to, you know, provide all the info you need, but also for myself, because I start to see the trends and see, okay, these are what the big companies are doing. These are what athletes are investing in or, or high net worth individuals. Okay, this is this is where we're headed. Um, follow the money with anything, right? And uh, speaking on that, Aries Management Corporation, they're a leading global alternative investment manager. They raised $3.7 billion and they are using that to exclusively focus on investing in sports properties. Um, so mainly either teams or leagues. So obviously the big money still sees a ton of value uh, in owning sports assets, which is which is good. And then uh, the last kind of thing this past week I thought was interesting is that then if I released a study and players, I'm sure you've seen them, they wear this what's called a guardian cap. So it's extra padding on top of the helmet, but they really only wear it in the uh, in the preseason, um, not in games, but just practice. And they said all the players that wear it, it dropped concussions by 50% this summer. Um, so yeah, the tech's there, the money's going to sports. We're seeing the uh, trend towards Web3. It's all here in front of you. Athletes are doing cool things. Love reporting on it. Thanks for listening and uh, look forward to continuing to uh, build our relationship here. And, you know, always feel free to reach out. I really appreciate you listening. And uh, let's get after it this week. Peace.